0: Jesus, we thank You that we can come into Your presence um, with thanks and praise. And even as we've done this, God, that You draw close to us as we've drawn close to You. I pray in this moment that You would speak into our life, that You'd prepare our hearts for Your Word to be planted, God. God, we thank you that you made us in our mother's womb perfectly. You didn't make any mistake with us. Um, you made us on purpose for a purpose. And 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 we don't have to feel tricked. Uh, we know that you are for us, God. And if you're for us, who can be against us, God? So we submit to you now. We want to do your will. We resist the devil. We thank you that he has to flee. Pray to protection on us and our children. Pray in this hedge of protection that you administer to us, bring freedom into our life and healing into our life. We also pray for anyone who's without hope you draw them unto yourself right now so they and would you knock on the door of their heart so they can open up that door and receive you as their saviour in Jesus name I pray and everyone believe it said amen awesome you guys take your seats good morning to everyone of course we are um, two weeks away from our Christmas experience So I encourage you to get your tickets. You can get your tickets at the God Can banner uh, for 10 rand. Children um, come for free, so you can also get a ticket for your kids because it's a family experience. Um, And um, I've no doubt um, that you should get a ticket for friends and family as well, and colleagues that you want to bring. It's a great time to celebrate Jesus. So uh, why don't you do that? And if you want to buy online, you could also use the link on our social media. and all go straight to our website. And if you do buy online, it's, it's the price is different because of the admin costs that we have to pay the site that hosts those tickets. So, um, But all the finances that comes in goes to our feeding project in Danoon. Uh, all the finances that comes in for the experience at Multiple goes to our feeding uh, project at Fee, and then at Camps Bay goes to the James House feeding project and educational project there in Hout Bay. So, um, so that's what we're doing this year a bit differently. We are letting our Christmas experience overflow and you can buy your ticket for 100 Rand. You can overflow. You don't have to only pay, pay 10 Rand. You can decide to give more to those projects. So I will encourage you to buy your ticket. Um, remember there's four experiences here uh, last week in November. So you don't want to miss out on that. And then it goes to Maltbus, and then afterwards Camps Bay. Um, in the, the following weekend. So get your ticket, uh, make sure that you book space and also be praying for that friend. Remember we're saying, God can't save my family members, save my friends. So, so you know, because of what God can do, I'm going to invite them get them into a moment with God. So so why don't you do that? And then there's baptisms at the baptism at the end of the service. So if you are getting baptized, we'll do it at the end. Um, right outside. So once you celebrate with the people who are getting baptized, if you did come and you want to get water baptized, there is uh, shorts and t-shirts and towels in the ladies' bathroom and men's. So you can make your way, ladies to ladies, men to the men's, and you can do that after the service. And then Lastly, before I get into my preaching, it's Host for the House Sunday. So um, at the end of the service, we'll have a time, a worship time. So we only end the service after that. So if we can all stay um, in that time of worship. And then um, if you have given already or you're giving online, you can fill this out and um, just write what you, you know what I mean? Just the, the, the amazing thing is we do it together, it stirs up faith to give and it also really stirs up my faith. As I see people all doing it with us. So if you aren't giving Physically in the service, and you're doing it online like my wife and I, uh, we have done, and then I'm giving in all the different services. Why don't you write it down what you're giving? Or if you are giving in the service, there'll be a time. The bucket says four of them, so we try to make it easy, and there should be an envelope on your chair. And of course, Heart for the House offering, we've done it for six weeks now, build up. And the main thing is that you pray, you're from God. And so that you can, with a great joy in your hearts, give out of obedience. Um, and God loves a cheerful giver. That's the kingdom standard that, that he wants us to give with a joy, not reluctantly, not under pressure, but he wants us to give out of obedience, and that's why we do the build-up. You can actually go, hey God, what do you want me to give? And then you feel free to actually be obedient. So Joshua 1, verse 2 says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Let me set the scene. Moses has led the the Israelites for 40 years and they came out of slavery prior to that moment but um, and God had the promised land for them, but they never stepped into the promise uh, because of uh, the lack of faith and the grumbling and and the disobedience and the complaining. And Moses ends up uh, leading the people in a circle in a way uh, because God never released them after that to step into the promised land and a generation that lacked faith and had a lot of grumbling, complaining, die in a desert. And this is a new season where Joshua now becomes the leader. So it says this, God speaking to Joshua says, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, um, you will be on land I have given you. No one will be able to stand against you as long as Um, as you, uh, as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful In everything you do. So God's speaking to Joshua, and he's saying, Moses is dead, and but but just like I said to Moses, wherever you set your feet, I'll give you the land, I'll also do that for you. And just like I promised to be with Moses, I will also be with you. It's like God gives him a guarantee. Um, and, and you need to hear it, yes, there were going to be obstacles, uh, there were going to be uh, people they would have to face in battle, there were going to be walled cities. Um, so, so clearly, he would have things he'd have to overcome, battles he'd have to face. But the guarantee God gave him was that wherever he set his foot, that land, they would ha- it would be theirs and that God would be with him. And, and I think the second promise is greater even than the first, And it's a promise that you and I should always focus on Um, in your life, in your marriage, in raising your kids, in your single life, um, in your business life, that the main goal should be to also have God with us in everything we do. I reckon if we can have that in our life, if we can have God with us in all we do, then really we start to live. We see Moses, um, God released him to step into the promised land once the people had dis- been disobedient and God said, but I'm not going to go with you. And then Moses said, no, no, I'd rather stay in the desert with you than be in the promised land without you because if a season that seems blessed without you is truly not blessed. But a season that seems hard with you is actually more blessed and I'd rather be with you. Of course, God's in a way saying to Joshua as well that, that this is the key, I'll be with you. And, and if it's just you and God, you're actually in a good place. You're actually in the majority, and you're you're favoured. And so, so God setting Joshua up for this new season. Of course, the other thing we can think about is Joshua grew was born into slavery, and and he grew up for 40 years with people who lacked faith, who were negative and complained. Uh, so, so it's really his life. It would have not been ideal. The settings weren't ideal for him to lead people into freedom full of faith. You know what I mean he lived in the total opposite. Slavery, doubt. Slavery, complaining. Now God's saying, and you will lead people into freedom, and I want you to have faith. And what we see is that that God can do the miraculous. God's not intimidated by your past. If he calls you to it, he will help you to do it. And today I want to talk to you about the truth that God can bring down the walls. Maybe you can put down there the obstacles, the the battles you're facing. God can give you victory in the battles. God can bring down the walls. And if He's called you to it, He can flip it. He can do what seems impossible and and He can prepare you to to step into all that He has for you. Um, If you look at Gideon, Gideon was a, fearful farmer, and God made him a general of an army that got a great victory. Just 300 men got a great victory against thousands of men. Mary was a peasant girl who became the mother of Christ. Paul, a local rabbi who was actually persecuting the church, ends up becoming the ultimate apostolic leader, uh, the ultimate evangelist in the Bible. Um, We see Joseph, who was a little boy who told his brothers, one day I, I, I see this dream come to pass. Everybody You guys will be bowing in front of me. And then he goes to prison and he he becomes a slave. And God makes him um, a leader in Egypt. Second, just under Pharaoh. God can do the miraculous. We see God takes David, a shepherd boy, to become the ultimate king in his day. And Peter, who was fishing for fish, ends up fishing for men. God can do the impossible. And so if you are not the ideal fit, if you've not grown up in the perfect situation, maybe you've grown up in some really bad habits, maybe some really bad mindsets, or maybe you've grown up in a sinful environment that doesn't glorify God. God is not intimidated. God can flip that and He can use it for His glory. So if He invites you to it, or if you hear something that stirs in your heart, I would also like to do it, God can do it for you. He can, he can flip things around and He can empower you to fulfill the plans that He has for you and to live a life that glorifies Him. But I'm gonna give you some keys quickly to really experience um, the victory and the walls coming down that I think Joshua would tell us if he, let's say he was in the room. The first thing he must probably tell us would be to deal with our, uh, your own issues. And what I mean by that is don't deal with it by yourself. Bring your issues to God because you must remember wherever you go, there you are. So so just because you go to a new place, just because you cross over the Jordan, just because you step into um, the promised land doesn't mean you actually have really overcome. The the key thing is to come to God and know that the the greatest victory is the inside work that God can do in your life that really will overflow to the outside. And that's what I mean by deal with your issues. Uh, Of course, um, it was quite a crazy thing, but um, God told a uh, reminded Joshua that covenant people um, uh, men of Israel if they were covenant people they would have been circumcised of course the people who grew up in the desert had not been circumcised you can imagine that was not the most popular announcement Joshua would have made to the men of war hey guys today is circumcision day you guys are all in your 20s I know it's like I don't know how you got that across the line but, but he did it two miles outside of Jericho they were sitting ducks imagine them trying to heal up for war but, 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 but it was part of God's um, God spoke to, um, Abraham spoke to Moses that, that, that it was a sign of covenant. Of course, for us, it speaks to a heart that's set apart for God. And, and so if we are going to get ready for, for what God has for us, it's always going to be heart first. We're always going to have to come to God and let Him deal with the heart. If there's, there's bitterness or offense, you must remember the Bible says that the heart is the wellspring of life, and and, and that's why you need to know. You could have a, uh, you need you can believe for a great marriage. You can believe for a lot of things, but if your heart's not ready. Um, you can actually end up hurting a lot of people around you um, is your heart soft is your heart um, after God and and that's how you 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 get ready for the breakthrough or or for the promises is you actually come to God with your issues God I'm offended God I'm bitter God I'm angry um, I don't want to live in this anymore God I'm Always connected to my past. I haven't forgiven people. Um, or I've got this mindset that I'm actually my past. Yeah, this is my surname. and this is our group. No, no, you're not your past, you're a new creation in Christ, and even as He's made you new, He can also help you soften your heart. So I want to encourage you to come to God. Maybe you've been gripped by fear from your past, and the fear that what Satan wants to do with the fear that you, you and I like. Can have come into life via his plans is to paralyze us or to run back, to 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 run away, to hide or to paralyze. Fear can paralyze us, um, but but what it will do is it will keep you out of the promises of God. And, and so, if we come to God and let Him sort out our heart and let Him deal with maybe offences or issues or fears, um, we know, it's not that we're going to not face. Our fears uh, he 's going to give us the courage to keep moving even when we feel a bit fearful uh, it 's like that that woman who has the issue of blood and she pushes through the crowd if you study that story, she would have been she would have actually been um, somebody who was seen as unclean um, and so they, if any if she came close to anyone they would have shouted unclean unclean they would have pointed her out so there was a huge fear for her going into that crowd and getting close to Jesus. Uh, But you know what she had to do? She had to do it scared. And, and, and that's what God allows you to do sometimes. Sometimes there will be a little bit of fear, but you know it's part of God's call for your life and you step into it. You do it scared, but you do it full of faith still. You keep moving. God will give you the courage and all of a sudden you step into the promises that God has to you. And that's what the gift of dealing with your issues, um, that, that you, you soften your heart, you, you call the fear what it is, but you focus on God. The next thing, if you're gonna experience the walls coming down and to, and for you to step into the promise that God has for you, you have to think inside the walls. Uh, you can't always be living outside of your victory. You can't always be mentally um, held captive outside of the promise of God. You actually have to start to live inside of those walls. You need to think inside of those walls. Uh, God told Joshua, see, I've given Jericho into your hand, Joshua six verse two. I've given Jericho. Given you Jericho. Um, it's before it even started. Before the war, it started. Before they marched around the walls, God said, "I've given it to you." Um, Old Testament scholars call this prophetic perfect tense. It's not saying I will give Jericho. It says I have given Jericho to you. Why? Because God is in the future and acts as though the impossible has already happened. And you and I actually need to live in that space. That's how we need to think. Faith acts as, as though the impossible has already happened. And I need you to understand this. God is outside of time. Um, God has gone ahead of us. He's already secured a victory. It's like God's moving in. We're moving closer to the victory He's already won. And you and I need to start to think um, inside of the walls. Um, so many so many of you are, are thinking about what can't happen or or what won't ever work out for you. You need to start to thank God for what is going to happen. If God's put it inside your heart, He's giving you desire. Um, God, I thank You that one day I'm, I'm going to be healthy. God, I thank You that one day I'm going to be flourishing my career. I'm, I'm going to be able to be married. I'm going to be able to add value to Your Kingdom. God, I thank You for these things. Don't always live your life in doubt, in fear, in a desert. Start to think inside of the walls. Why? because God's already told you the victory's inside, the city. I've already given you the city. I've given you the victory. The next thing that Joshua and tells tell us is, is that we need to be persistent. We need to be persistent in prayer. Yomishabri would have told us, God taught me to be patient. You know when God told us Jericho is ours, we marched around the city for seven days. Uh, on the, and, and God said, be quiet. Don't say a word. Why? Of course, some people think, of course, God told them to be quiet. They spent 40 years grumbling in the desert. It kept them out of a promise. Key thought here don't speak yourself out of the victories that God's already won. Keep quiet. If you can't, if you are struggling to speak hope and faith, the best thing you can do is keep quiet. And rather, at the right time, give God praise. But, but, but God said, keep quiet. So, so Joshua said, you have to be patient sometimes. And sometimes if you've got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Don't speak yourself out of a promise. Be patient. Of course, the Bible says that you and I eat the fruit of our lips. So sometimes when you speak badly about people, the only person who's suffering is you. Because as you say it, that's what you're chewing on. And, and so you need to be wise with what you say. Don't speak um, yourself into having a poisonous heart. Don't speak yourself into destruction. Don't always declare um, the negative when God's saying, I've got plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Uh, I'm going to work everything to your good. When you've got a God who's already won a victory, why would you speak death. Um, That's the thing. I I do not speak death over this nation. I love this country. God is going to build this country. We look like heaven. We're a rainbow nation. This is a blessed country. Uh, Why do you say that? Well, I've seen that God takes what looks like bad and He turns it for good. So you could tell me all the bad news. I can just see some good things coming. I can see God flipping on the head. I can see us being a country that gives God glory. I'm not going to... And, and the reason I say don't speak death because... I go back to my first point. Wherever you go, there you are. If you only know how to speak death, you go move to another place, you'll speak death there as well. And and it says the obedient eat the fruit of the land. And so I'm trying to be obedient. So there's a great harvest for me in this country as I'm obedient to God. But if I'm disobedient, this place the desert and every other place the desert. Wherever I go, because wherever I go, there I am. I create the desert. I create the forty years of walking. I, you understand? So so. Don't be careful what you do. You, you think um, you can blame everyone else, but, but you create your own deserts if you keep speaking negatively. You create your own deserts if you, if you keep speaking yourself out of a promise. So, so we, Joshua would say, hey, just be patient. Keep praying. Luke 18 verse 2 says, he said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared. What people thought, and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I'll see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God bring you justice? For his chosen will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Because Matthew seven verse seven says, Ask, it will be given to you, seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. Um, And the one who seeks finds the one who knocks the door will be open. Of course, we're living in a world where people lean towards problems. and clearly it's not just today, it was the, the Israelites lived in a desert for 40 years. They, they struggle to believe for solutions. Prayer is one of the key ways to give ourselves peace while we have to be patient. You might be an optimist if you're not adding prayer to that optimism, you're living in the clouds. You might be a pessimist. If prayer doesn't, act, if your pessimism doesn't activate prayer, then you're living in fear and you're downcast. Uh, you can be an optimist or a pessimist. As long as they both activate prayer, then you'll always lead yourself to a place of peace. Because it says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And then the peace of God that transcends all understanding will, will be in your life. You and I, when we pray, when we're patient in prayer, persistent in prayer, we allow ourselves to live in peace even while we're waiting for the victory that God's given us. Joshua would tell us, don't, don't feel overwhelmed when God wants you to be patient. The fourth thing I think Joshua would tell us, and he could, it's, you know, maybe we go to heaven. Josh is like, Andre was wrong. Anyway, so um, God's plan is praise. Joshua 6 verse 10 says, of course, this is the instruction that Joshua gets from God. He tells the people, it's before they about the seventh day walking around Jericho. Do not shout, do not, do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until uh, I tell you to shout. Then shout. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as a priests um, sounded a long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the town. What kind of shout do you think that would have been? Imagine that declaration. Shout, because God's given you the town. i sure you've been even, think about it. It's 40 years. Your parents told them about the promise. They grow up, been waiting. Just it might be that long until the All Blacks win another World Cup. You know, imagine that shout, like 40. Shouting Paris when we won the World Cup? Greater. It was a shout of praise. It's a, it's a, it's a decoration, a joy. God, you are awesome. Shout. God's giving you the time. And they shouted. And, and God was lifted up. And it's actually. God's main tactic that He wants us to to use. It can seem so spiritual. It says in Psalm 22, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. He's enthroned on the praises of, of Israel. He wasn't enthroned on the complaints of Israel in the desert. God's not enthroned on your complaints. He hears your cries, but He's not enthroned on your complaints. You create the throne for Him in your life when you praise Him. He can be, He can be seated of course, Paul and Silas, they're in jail. And it says in Acts 16, verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was, a, such, it was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Once all the prison doors flew open, everyone's chains came loose. And so this praising of God, even in, at midnight in an uh, uncertain place, uncertain season this praising of God shook the prison so much it shook the foundation of the prison that the chains fell off the doors are open and I always think that praise shakes the foundation of the enemy's plans and that the enemy's plans lose you know what I mean like it loses its how it was set up that jail could not be used anymore to hold people the enemy would want to use something to hold you but praise. Shakes the the foundations of the jail. Of course, the praise went up, and the walls of Jericho came down. Of course, the praise goes up, and God's enthroned on your praises. I remember preaching to a ten a.m. service, and at the end, this guy walked up to me, and I actually recognised who he was. He I was South African who moved to England um, after high school, and now he's retired, and he. um, he'd seen so much favor. He actually grew up uh, with two other significant leaders in the church. Uh, One was Nicky Gumbel and another guy, uh, the head of the Church of England. They actually went to university together and I actually knew about him. He'd written a lot of books. He was actually, him and his company would own a lot of the CBD in London. They're very successful. He walks to the front and I actually knew exactly who he was. He said, hi, I'm so-and-so. I said, I know. And we spoke. I said, like, how did you? He says, no, I was in, in Bloberg, I did a talk and I just thought, let me find a church. So he just came and he said, I'm gonna catch a flight. I said, oh great, so he said, can I have a photo? And I was thinking, I should ask you for a photo. But I said, cool. And the reason I'm telling that story is, in a way that's what God does to us. God steps into our life and then he reminds us that he needs to stay in the picture of our life. And praise gets you focused in him and he's back in the picture. Are you keeping God in the picture? or you may be taking too many selfies where it's all about you. If it's all about you, then fear will also step into your photo. Doubt will step in. But but the key thing is God will always say, "Let's take a keep me in the picture of your life." And praise brings God into the middle even of your hardest season. Praise will always be God's tactic. Last thing, I think I can encourage you to do as walls come down as God gives you victory is keep your hands clean the crazy thing for us as human beings is sometimes our greatest victory leads to our greatest challenge God brings down walls God gives you victory God gives you that spouse you've been trusting for all these things and all of a sudden instead of look what the Lord's done, you're like, look what I've done. And so when God does give you victory, the key way to keep living in victory is to not let your hands get dirty and to take what's actually God's. God doesn't share His glory. The glory all goes to Him. And God tells them Jericho is the first city and it's mine all the gold and the silver comes to me no one takes any of it Joshua tells the people but there's one gentleman who takes part of the victory the next battle they face they lose Joshua goes what's happened God tells him somebody took what was mine because the first city was the was the, the the first remember the first part goes to God the rest is blessed so that's why we even do our tithes and offerings time, talent, and treasure first to God there's a part of even your finance, that's God's. It's holy. God says, you've been robbing me. They go, well, why have I been robbing you? have I been robbing you? You've been robbing me through tithes and offerings. No. Why? Because the first part's mine. It's holy. Like, like I've already said, that's mine. That's why you can't give to God what's His. You can only bring to God what's His. And Jericho was His. And and, and so they, they've lost the next battle. And Joshua, then they repented. That guy actually loses his life. God takes His life because He touched what was God's. And so even as you get a wall coming down and get a victory, make sure that you give God what's His, the glory. Honour God, put Him first and the next victory will also be a victory for you that you can give Him glory and the next victory and the next victory and the next victory. Do you want to close your eyes quickly? Maybe you know you need to come back to God, put Him first Ask Him to be the Lord of your life. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe it's your first time. You, you mean it's your first time you need to do it or you need to return to Him. You've drifted. The Bible says, as you call in the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. As you confess your sin, He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. If that's you, every eye closed and you say, include me in a prayer. If that's you, just give me a wave. If that's me, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else just saying, that's me. Believe me in that prayer anyone else I'm I'm going to pray a prayer you might say include me in that prayer I need to come back to God I need to ask Him to forgive me of my sins anyone else okay let's let's pray together Jesus I confess that I'm a sinner thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins I confess that you are the Son of God I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead because of this confession In this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen.